Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hello and welcome to this edition of World Weekly from the Financial Times. I'm Gideon Rachman. Today we're looking at German politics ahead of this year's election and the rise of a new challenger to the German Chancellor, Angela Merkel. Joining me on the line from Berlin are Stefan Wagstel, our bureau chief there, and our correspondent, Guy Chazan. Stefan, first, tell us about this new figure in German politics, Martin Schulz. Martin Schulz is hardly new, but has very successfully presented himself as such. He was the long-standing head of the European Parliament, a social democrat, a man with many years' experience in politics, but almost none of it in Germany. So he returns from Brussels and presents himself as the new face of the social democrats with plenty of rhetoric and a fresh approach in contrast to his tired predecessor, Sigmar Gabriel, and has so far taken his supporters and indeed the opinion polls by storm. He is now a real challenger to Angela Merkel, and some of the opinion polls put him ahead. Uh, Guy, you've looked particularly at the SPD. It's very interesting, isn't it, to have them reinvigorated, because until recently they looked pretty down and out and not really a convincing challenger to Merkel's CDU. What is it, aside from his personality, or maybe that's all that he's offering, but what is it that Schultz is offering? Well, I think that um, essentially the CDU, uh, led by Merkel, kind of monopolised the centre ground in German politics for a long time. And uh, what Schultz is offering is a sort of slight leftward uh, lurch. Earlier this week, he gave a very important speech where he criticised Agenda 2010, uh, which was the former Chancellor Gerhard Schröder's big reforms to the German labour market and the social security system. He said it had gone too far, mistakes had been made which needed to be corrected. He talked about possibly extending unemployment benefits and uh, cracking down on fixed term contracts. They're all kind of slightly wonky things, but it was a very important signal to the SPD supporters that this is a new face with new ideas about uh, restoring social justice and repairing the uh, social market economy, which is so dear to the Germans. And Stefan, I mean, do you get the impression that Angela Merkel and her government are yet concerned? Because in a sense, she's been such a fixture in German politics. She'd be running, I think, for a fourth term. She's a dominant figure in Europe and in Germany. Is she now worried? I think concerned rather than worried. It depends on who you speak to. Her supporters on the centre-right are a very broad range of people, both in political views and indeed the degree to which they like her. So those who are more critical of her find here an opportunity to point the finger a bit, and none more so than the head of the Bavarian uh, Christian Socialists, the CSU, Horst Seehofer, a long-standing ally of um, Merkel and the Christian Democrats, her party, who nonetheless takes opportunities to take pot shots at her. So in this rather broad church, there are both critics and supporters. I think there's still a consensus around the fact that this is early days, only, what, three or four weeks since uh, Schultz emerged on the scene, and there's still a long way to go to the election. 
but there's an absolute recognition that now there's a real fight on and that where there wasn't much of a challenge on the left of Merkel, there is now a very strong one. Guy, I mean, one of the issues that made many outsiders and indeed people in Germany think that maybe Merkel's political career was finally in trouble was the decision to let in more than a million refugees. And yet that might have led one to expect that the real challenge to her would come from the far right, from the anti-refugee party, the alternative for Deutschland. And yet it seems to be coming now from the SPD. But what's up with the AFD? Are they still a presence? Are they still making progress? Well, they've seen an incredible slump in their support, if you believe the latest polls. I mean, one of them recently just said that it's uh, on about 8%, which is extraordinary, considering that just a few weeks ago they were polling between 14 and 15%. And there are a number of reasons for this. One of them is that they're engaged in a very bitter internal party fight at the moment. The leader, Frauke Petri, is trying to exclude uh, from the party a notorious extreme right-winger called Bjorn Hooker, who's in East Germany the region of Thuringen and he gave a very very controversial speech a couple of weeks ago where he basically talked about the way Germany relates to its Nazi past and said that it should stop beating itself up about the crimes of the Nazis and that there was a a lot about German uh, history to be proud of and that was considered it was very heavy-handed speech really bordering on the kind of right-wing extremist rhetoric that we've seen from other parties like the NPD and the Republicans, extremist right-wing parties. So that was very controversial. Petri is now trying to exclude him, but it's going to be a really, really tough battle uh, because he has a lot of support within the party. And I think that has gone down very, very badly. Also, I think a lot of AFD supporters are now drifting towards uh, Schultz. They were sort of fair-weather friends anyway. They're not committed AFD voters. They were just disappointed by the SPD. But they're coming back home now, I think. Does that mean, Guy, though, the refugee crisis has lost its edge, that people have come to terms with the influx of refugees? I think that's another element as well. I think there's been uh, less bad news about the refugees than there was last year when the AFD was seeing a big sort of surge in support. Obviously, that could change if, for example, there's some sort of terrible terrorist attack this year. You generally see that after these attacks, the AFD support increases. But so far, that hasn't happened. And it seems to be that when sort of society's worries and concerns about the refugees abate, then support for the AFD seems to wilt. Yet, Stefan, it's interesting, isn't it, that for the, if I can call them the far right outside Germany, I don't know if it's fair to put Donald Trump in that category, the refugee crisis has become, it's still something that they talk about, and it seems to have helped destabilise France, the US in some ways, more than Germany. But I was wondering, to frame this into a question, whether the Merkel government is also concerned about the international environment they now face, because you've got Brexit in Britain, you've got Donald Trump in the US, two very close allies have changed radically. They must be looking with great concern at the French elections, the rise of Marine Le Pen. Meanwhile, Poland and Hungary to the east have more authoritarian governments. Is Germany feeling that it's running out of international partners? Absolutely. Merkel feels that her external position has never been more difficult And indeed, it's said that one reason that she decided to run for this fourth term was precisely that she felt no one else could handle the complexities and that she was the right person. And maybe her closest people persuaded her that she was the right person to keep a grip. She's particularly worried, I think, about the European Union, because if that begins to crumble or crumbles any further following Brexit, particularly with the French, I think that then really 
that will produce a drastic reorientation of what Germany can and cannot do in foreign policy because everything that she's done until now and indeed almost everything that Germany's done over the decades has been through and with the European Union and where France to step out in some way or distance itself by trying to lead the euro under uh, Marine Le Pen, a possible Marine Le Pen presidency, then things would really be different and that would then complicate and make more difficult her relations with Washington and with Moscow. I mean, I know you were at the Munich Security Conference. I was talking to one of the American delegates there, a Republican, as it happened, who said to me that it was a relief to be in Germany because it felt like he was in a normal country again after coming from the United States. But do you think that the kind of waves of destabilization from outside Germany will eventually actually end this rather halcyon period for Germany that they can't stand out alone against the radicalism that we're seeing elsewhere in the Western world. I think they will try and start and, and steer a rational and non-radical path. They do feel themselves beleaguered, and they are. I don't actually see, at the moment at least, signs that the radicalization elsewhere is feeding a new radicalization here in Germany. As Guy has mentioned, the AFD, for all sorts of reasons, is down. And the success of Schultz is many things, but it is also a big vote of confidence in the European Union. Because, of course, Schultz himself is a passionate pro-European. Exactly. And Guy, finally, you've been uh, in Berlin now for a year. What's your main impression looking forward to the elections in September? Is it really all about Merkel and her survival, or are there other trends that you're looking out at? I think in a way, uh, well, for me personally, one of the most extraordinary things is this sort of sudden revival in the confidence of the Social Democrats, because it sort of bucks the trend really in Europe. I mean, if you look at the UK and France, you know, the socialists are on the ropes. And here you have this rather sort of strange situation where the Social Democrats are really sort of reinvigorated. And obviously it could just be a sort of temporary phenomenon and the hype will fade by the time people go to vote. But it's interesting how people do, in Germany at least, they do seem to be craving new, more sort of left of centre solutions to the, the problems that the country faces. And I think the other thing that's very interesting about Schultz is that if you read his speeches, he's incredibly critical of Trump in a way that Merkel hasn't been at all. He called him, in one speech, he called him the preacher of hate. Uh, that was before the election. But even recently, he's been very, very critical. And uh, he's also extremely critical of all the populists in Europe as well. And I think people really like that as well, the fact that he's really taking the fight to the European populists. And he speaks with a lot of authority because of his experience in European politics in Brussels. Well, fascinating. We'll watch this story develop over the course of the year with great interest. But for now, thank you very much to both Stefan Wagstel and Guy Chazan in Germany. That's it for this week. Until next week, goodbye. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.